I will bless the Lord at all time. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. Oh, thank you for joining us right here on Faith Talk. I am your host, Lolita Jones, and I thank God for each and every one of you that's tuning in. We have a mighty man of valor coming at this time with a mighty word from the Lord. We thank God. We're going all the way to Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, you heard me. Nashville, Tennessee, where the bishop, the doctor, George Adabanjo. Hallelujah. We thank God for the anointing upon his life. I know he has a mighty word for us. So grab your pens and your notebooks get ready to take notes and get ready to be blessed well praise god thank you dr jones evangelist jones for the opportunity to share with life changes ministries spiritual renewal consecration 2023 i'm excited to be here and i want to applaud you for what you are doing in his kingdom um, I want to say, even though you know this, that your labor is not in vain. Um, for the next uh, few minutes or so, I want to share on understanding spiritual gateway or spiritual portals. What is a portal? A portal is defined as a doorway, gate, or entrance. I like what Elihu says in Job 34:32. Elihu says, "Teach me what I do not see." So today I'm going to be sharing on spiritual portals, which is something as doorway entrances. Now. A gate or entrance or door comes from the word portal. The word gate in the Bible is written about 400 times in the Bible. And one of the things I want to point out is that there are three main portals into United States. Land, sea, and by air. 9-11 was successful. Was it successful terrorist attack because we ignored or we were blind to the access or gateway or the portal from the sky? Hosea 4 and 6 says God's people perish for lack of knowledge. So today I just want to remind some of you and share with some of you about portals. When you look in the book of Nehemiah, those of you who have your Bibles with you, you will see different gates there. In Nehemiah 3 and 1, you will see sheep gates. In Nehemiah 3 and 3, you will see fish gates. In verse 6 of the same chapter, old gates. In verse 13, valley gates. In verse 14, dung, dung gate. In verse 15, counting gate. In verse 26, I like this, water gate. 
By the way, Watergate was not invented by Washington, D.C. It's in the Bible. In verse 28 of Nehemiah chapter 3, you will see horse gate. And then also very significant is the east gate, also known as mercy gate or the golden gate in verse 29. And of course, in verse 31, you will see Mifkad, also known as, known as inspection or judgment gate. So the, the golden gate or the east gate of all the gates um, is being faithfully washed continuously, not only by Christians, by Muslims, and also the Jews. Now, for the Jewish faithful, the golden gate symbolizes the entry for their Messiah and the beginning of the Messianic age. For Christians, this gate promises the second coming of their Savior, Jesus Christ. And then for Muslims, the golden gate or the east gate will someday be part of the last judgment of man at the end of history. The point is, there is a gate by Mount Olive in the Temple Mount that the, the Muslims believe that Jesus is coming back. So what they did uh, is to, they, they desecrated the eastern side of it so that the Messiah would not come in. They put um, um, cemeteries around it. Now, so concerning gates, um, we will see about gates whereby when the enemy opens it up, it unleashes weapons upon the individual believers or even churches. Also, there is the gates of defense. There is the gates of revelation, the gates of blessings. There are portals of prophecy, and, and I will share the scriptures with you in a few minutes. There are also portals of dreams and visions. And then there is the prayer portal that opens heavens for us. And then there is the portal of prosperity and success. And then there is the portal or gate that can be opened through certain music, whether it's demonic or Christian. We need to know that certain portals can be opened. So first, let me talk about the portal of prophecy. Uh, and the fact is, in our time, many people have been deceived by the fact that some people prophesy. It doesn't make somebody that prophesy a prophet. Now, when you look in 1 Samuel chapter 19, around verses 19 through 24, King Saul was actually trying to kill David. And he sent some people to where David was. David, at that time, was with Samuel. And the first messengers of Saul, they came into the midst of where Samuel was with other prophets. These people that were sent to arrest David began to prophesy. You will see that in 1 Samuel 19, 19 through 24. 
And then King Saul sent some other people. And then they began to prophesy also. Finally, Saul himself decided to go see what's going on. And Saul, King Saul, also prophesied to the point that they were asking, is Saul also a prophet? This is the point here. When you are among the people that are anointed, the mantle falls on you. Whether you're able to carry the mantle further or not is a different thing. But we see the portals of heaven open up because the messengers of King Saul and even King Saul himself, they were there for the wrong reasons, but they began to prophesy. Also, there is the portal of dreams and visions. When you look in Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 through 17, and I trust that somebody is writing this down, the scriptures. The Bible says Jacob landed in a place. He, he, he stopped in a place. He took a stone for a, a, a pillow. And when he slept, heavens opened up. And he saw a ladder which is prophetic of Jesus Christ. He saw a ladder and angels ascending and descending. And when you look in verse 17, this is what Jacob said. And God was in this place, and I knew it not. So the fact is we can be in a place where God wants to use us, and we could be blind. That's why I love what Elihu says. Lord, teach me what I do not see. And when God opens our eyes, we'll be able to understand some things, even with our children, in our relationships, because we don't see each other. We don't see the spirit of each other. We just look at what a person does. Jesus said to his disciples, you have no idea what kind of spirit you are made of. Also, let's look in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. And I have been on the island of Patmos, it's a Greek island, and John was there on the island of Patmos, not willingly like I did. He was sent there for the word of God. They didn't want him preaching uh, bringing conversion, they sent him over there. And the Bible says while he was there, alone by himself, he was in the spirit. Heavens opened up, and he heard the sound. That's why I am excited about this consecration, this renewal, spiritual renewal, consecration. John was with God, of course, Apostle John. And heavens opened up, and he heard the sound. He heard the voice of Jesus himself. And, of course, we know the rest of the story in, uh, in the book of Revelation, what he saw, and so on and so forth. Also, there are portals of miracles that um, a lot of people have missed. When you look at Second Kings chapter 2, in 2 Kings chapter 2, Elisha knew 
that Elijah was going to be taken up. And he stuck with Elijah, but physically. But he did not know a portal had to be opened for him to get Elijah's mantle. Elijah tried to discourage him. He kept on coming. The, 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 the sons of the school of prophets were saying, don't you know your master was going to be taken from you today? He said, hush, I know it. He kept on. And then when they got to the south, where Elijah would be taken up, Elijah said to Elisha, what do you want me to do for you before I am taken up? And Elisha said, I want a double portion. And listen to this, those of you in the ministry. I want, if you're not a pastor, find a place where you can get the anointing, an even better anointing than the pastor that you had. Elisha said to Elijah, I want a double portion. And by the way, Elisha did twice as many miracles that Elijah did. And Elijah said to Elisha, you can ask for a, a, a tough thing, but when you see me, when I'm taken up. Now, Elisha was with Elijah, so he wasn't talking about spiritual, uh, he wasn't talking about natural blindness. He was saying, if you can see the essence of who I am. Remember now, Elisha had been moving around with Elijah, but he did not see. You can be with somebody and not really see the person. That's what Elijah said to Elisha. If you can see me, and I'm sure Elisha was scratching his head, saying, I'm here with you. And then he got it. When he recognized his, his senior prophet, when he saw the essence of who Elijah was, and when the chariots came, God sent a special limousine to pick up his servant. Elisha grabbed the mantle of Elijah. And with that mantle torn into two, he was able to perform miracles. He parted, number one, River Jordan. And I've been there. It's not as it used to be back then. River Jordan at that time was full. And I can talk about different things that River Jordan represents. Uh, represents not only the burial, resurrection, uh, and the death of Christ. It, it, this is not the time. Actually, I am sharing a three to six months teachings in about 30 to 45 minutes. So Elisha took the mantle that he got from Elijah and split, and split with Jordan. And when the sons of the prophets looked at him, they said, yes, we're going to follow this guy because the mantle of Elijah has fallen. But not just the mantle of Elijah, but a double portion. If we can see the person 
that we are connected with. If you are not a senior pastor, try to see the anointing. Look beyond whatever you can see on the outside to tap into the anointing, and you can do greater works. Because Jesus says, if you believe in me, the works that I do shall you do, and greater works than these shall you do. And then there's the prayer portal. Prayer portal. So, again, that's one of the reasons I'm excited about what Dr. Jones is doing in this time of consecration. When you look in Acts of Apostles, chapter 4, the Bible says when they had prayed, the place was shaken. I'm not talking about the, 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 the prayer that we do when we get up in the morning or trying to go to bed. When you really touch heaven, when the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violence taken by force. It's talking about people that have aggressive faith, people that understand that they are talking to their father, the person that saved them. Because now in this dispensation, we can go boldly onto the throne of grace and not just look at prayer as just what somebody tells us. Because you go into the person who created all things, the person who can do all things, the one that nothing is impossible to do. And the saints of old, when the church was in the formative state, at 431, the Bible says when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Now, let me talk about the portal, because I know I have a short time. Um, the portal of prosperity and success. Simple, that's through meditation. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says this book of the law, this is a key, we need to remember this. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night so that you may be able to observe to do all that is written therein. And then the Bible says, Then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Not God, listen to this, the Bible says, Then, after you have done what God says, Then, because Jesus has given us the keys. And we're going to talk about the gates of hell in just a few minutes. He says, then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success because you have the kings. I remember one time I was praying in my younger days in the ministry, and the devil was messing with me, and all of a sudden a headache just came upon me. I knew it was demonic, and I ignored it. I ignored it because I, in my mind I said, well, I'm praying God is going to stop this. And then I stopped. I said, God, I, I said this in my mind. I said, okay, are you going to stop what the devil is trying to do? And God said to me, and I want you to remember this, you have the authority to stop whatever is tormenting you right now. It was like a, a needle was being 
put on my head at that particular time. And I stuck, I rebuked that demon, and he was gone just like that. It dissolved immediately. So this, this is it. When you are praying, the heavens open up because you are before the throne room of God as a child of God, blood washed. The one that Jesus died for, was buried for, and resurrected. So when you go before him, be confident enough to know and have faith enough to know that he hears you, and if he doesn't do it immediately, he's going to do it later. That is the kind of God we serve. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. This is the condition. But you shall meditate, meditating on the word of God. Many people meditate on their problems, what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. No, meditate on the word of God. And while meditating on the word of God, God will speak to you. Let me move on. Okay. Portal can also be opened up through music. Whatever music you listen to, you've got to be careful. There are some worship songs that will literally open heavens for you. And everybody has different ones. When, when I go on my international crusade, I will ask the musician to play Israel Houghton song for me in, in, in the altar call. You are Alpha and Omega. I, I, I flow with that. So you have to know what music will take you from the earthly reign to the heavenly reign. Similarly, so there are some music that will bring depression to you if you're not careful. Uh, people go into concerts, rock concerts, and you do crazy stuff because of the music that invokes a demonic atmosphere or demonic portal. So we, we, need, we need to know that. And, and Dr. Jones, I'm watching the time. So let, let, me, let me move to the next thing. Um, your eyes are portals. So what you look at uh, can get into your spirit. In Matthew 6.22, the Bible says the light of the body is the eye. If your eyes be evil, your whole body is full of darkness. You can look at that on your own. Matthew 6.22. Also, Ephesians 1.18 speaks of the eyes of our understanding, which is our mind. Your ears also are portals. Jesus says, take heed what you hear. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if we can remember that, it will help. Faith comes by hearing. So there are some people I want to hang around because uh, it's about negativity. So I, I don't listen to junk. I, you know, I'm not that desperate to hear anything. So you've got to protect that portal um, of the ears. Let me go back to the eyes again. There, there are some things you don't want to be watching, either on television or in the movies, because they can get into your spirit. Also, your mouth is also a portal. When you look in Revelation chapter 16, verse 13, 
in the end of time, the Bible says, John writes, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Why does the Holy Spirit put in frogs? I want you to watch this. Because frogs catch the prey with their tongues. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 6 and 2 says, You sneered by the words of your mouth. And then, Psalm 39, David prayed that I don't sin with my mouth. He says, keep a bridle in my mouth that I don't sin with my mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So your mouth is a portal. I remember years ago, um, we were gathered. We are in a different location now. I will call some members into prayers every Saturday, and we'll face the north, the south, the east, and the west, and we'll say something like, you spirits of the north, we command you in the name of Jesus Christ to release everyone that God has ordained to be saved, established, and planted, and settled in this church. We spoke that for a while. Well, God is doing that now. So, by the words of your mouth, you shall be justified. By your words, you shall be condemned. I want to speak on the gates of hell, uh, and then I will close on Psalms 100, where it says, enter into the gates with thanksgiving. Now, in Matthew, I believe chapter 16, in verse 18, Jesus says, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because of our ignorance about what the gates of hell, plural, gates of hell, we, we, we panic, we, uh, we do all kinds of things because we don't understand that we have authority and power over the gates of hell. And when we don't exercise the authority and the power, that's when the gates of hell prevails. Hopelessness, seemingly hopeless situations, that's a gate. Of course, when you look in Revelation chapter 21, you'll see that there are 12 gates in heaven, and there's an angel on each gate. The gates of hell also have fallen angels that control them. When you look in Ephesians chapter 6, you will see uh, Paul enumerates or tell us about the principalities and powers. I'm not going to get into that again. I, I, I am running against time. But the, the, the hopelessness or the seeming, seemingly hopeless situations is a gate. Persecutions, we don't experience that in the U.S. as much as in other countries, uh, Muslim countries, um, China, and so on and so forth. I remember one time I was in Pakistan, uh, and one of the daughters of my host was sick. And because 
she is a Christian, they didn't want to attend to her. So persecutions is another gate. Sickness and diseases, that's another gate. And we, we experienced that these past few years in the pandemic with many people died. There's financial insecurity gates that will come. Have you ever seen some people, the, the, the more money they make, the, 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 they can't keep anything? Perhaps it's you. you. You're making good money. It's not more money you need. You need to close that gate of hell because the gates of hell, when they open on your finances, you're just going to be spending money. People are going to be, things going to be happening just to make you spend money so that you don't have anything for yourself. And sometimes we misunderstand spending money unnecessarily. We, we misunderstand. We think we're doing God's work without really asking God what we need to do. And then you get broke, you are upset at yourself and others. Let me move on. There is insecurity gates, insecurity gates. And the enemy tell us these gates to each of us, whatever works best with you is what gate is going to open. And then there's discouragement gates. There's survival gates. There's the feeling of a failure whereby it overwhelms you. The death of a loved one, we, we, we have a member, in one year she lost her mother, her grandmother who raised her, she's been married for three years, and her husband also died in less than one year. So the enemy has different gates that we have to understand that they are designed to overwhelm you so that you can give up. Of course, remember, Gates and portals are the same thing. Paul says in Second Corinthians 4, 8 and 9, we are troubled on every side. It says, yet not distressed. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. That's Second Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. And then in Second Corinthians chapter 7, it says, when we came to Macedonia, Macedonia our flesh had no rest without our flesh. Uh, were fightings, and within were fears. So the, the gates of hell, especially those of you that really want to move up in the Lord, you want to get closer to God, listen, beloved, the gates of hell will come, but if you adhere to what Jesus says, it will not prevail against you. I, I used to have a dog, a really big dog. I, I've, I've had... Great Dane, I've had St. Bernard. And the Great Dane was really a very friendly dog. But when I took Peppy, that was her name, into the vet, all the other little dogs, they're going to be shaking because they are terrified of Peppy because of her size. There are things that panic because the enemy is trying to overwhelm them overwhelm them 
with the gates. Remember, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Jesus prayed a prayer for Peter. He said, Simon, Simon, I think it's in Luke chapter 22. I'm not really trying to read the scriptures tonight. Like I said, this is a three to six months teaching that I'm trying to pack in into 40 minutes. Uh, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you and sift you like a wheat. And Jesus says, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And that's the point. The gates of hell will come to overwhelm you, to get your faith to fail, for you to give up. But my prayer for you, those of you listening tonight, that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Let me, let me end with Psalms 100. Psalms 100. I, I, and I'm enjoying this. How much time do I have, Dr. Jones? This is you're doing good. Keep on going. Okay. You're doing good. Psalms 100. It's what I'm going to end up with tonight. And I'm going to, for the first time, I'm going to open my Bibles. I've been just talking to you from, um, from, um, from head with the scriptures. In Psalms 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Let me skip down to verse 4. Enter into his gates, plural, with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Now, David was familiar with the portable tabernacle in the Old Testament, which had three compartments. And I want to end with this. In the outer court, you have to go in with thanksgiving. The outer court represents flesh. Flesh has to die for you to get into the other two compartments. Also in the outer court, there is the altar of sacrifice where the animals brought in were tied up and hung and killed and then the priest collected the blood of the sacrifice. Also, before you can enter into the holy place, the second chamber, there is a lather of water where the priests have to wash. You know how we wash today? The word of God. So the outer court, you enter with thanksgiving. Stop complaining because complaining is not going to help with anything. Remember, portals open up when we understand. Enter into his gates. The second compartment is what we call the holy place. And in the holy place, there's the table of showbread. It represents praise. Remember, outer court is the flesh. It's a thanksgiving. Inner court, it's praise. It's also the soul. The soul. Remember, the souls, our souls are the seats of emotions. But only the priests can enter into the holy place. And there are candles there. 
that Neville should go out because they had to make sure that there was oil in the candles, or rather in the lamps, to burn day and night. You, beloved, are the light of the world. You are the light. Let your light so shine before men. Now, the second chamber represents praise. Don't forget to praise him. Now, the Holy of Holies, which all of us believers, New Testament believers, we have access to it. In the Old Testament, only the priest can go into the holy place. Only the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies. And he could not go in without the blood, which is the type of the blood of Christ. The Holy of Holies represents the Spirit. Those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. Listen, beloved, as I close, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We just need to understand that there are portals out there that when you can get to it, if you understand the principles behind it, God can give you open heaven. Dr. Jones, I got to stop. I don't want to go beyond the time. But again, understanding spiritual portals. Let, let me quickly say this before I, I go. There are also portals of the underworld. Um, there are those that might have inadvertently stepped into occult before they accepted Christ. And we've got to be careful, even after we accept Christ, those portals can still be open to our loved ones. And we have to learn to ask God specifically, specifically to close the doors or the entrances or the portals that had been inadvertently opened. In Acts chapter 19, verse 19, the Bible says, and I'm reading, many of them also which use curious arts brought their books together and burned them. There are some things in your homes you need to get rid of, things that we buy at flea market and that we think are cute. You've got to watch it, what you buy or something somebody gives you, uh, uh, some kind of uh, gifts that, 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 that means nothing but opens the door to the underworld. They will mess you up. So, beloved, that's it. That's all I got for today. Again, I know I went really fast, but like I said, the three to six months teachings are put in just a few words. God bless you, beloved. Dr. Jones, thank you for this opportunity to share with your people. Bishop, before you leave, can you pray a prayer of blessing over us, please? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless you. I thank you for these, your beloveds, that are listening on this session. I bless them in the name of the Lord. I pray that you will give them an open heaven. I pray that the limitations that have been put upon them or they have put upon themselves be broken right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you. I pray that you will open up the eyes of, of their understanding 
to be able to do like Elihu, Lord, teach me what I do not see. I pray blessings as they go in, blessings upon coming out. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Oh, was that a mighty word from the Lord? Praise God. I thank Bishop Adabanjo for taking time out of his busy schedule to come and minister to the body of Christ. We thank God for Bishop Adabanjo for just joining us right here for Faith Talk right here for our, our Spiritual Renewal Consecration, which is sponsored by Life Changers Ministry. We thank God for you, 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 and you. And we ask you to follow us right there on Facebook, Life Changers Ministry, LCM. And you can also visit our website, lolitajoneslive.com, L-O-L-I-T-A-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E.com. And you can also subscribe to our podcast, our Faith Talk talk podcast it's on every platform uh, 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 podcast platform it's on every podcast platform and I guarantee you you will enjoy the word of the Lord that's coming forth oh when you subscribe you get a notification every time a brand new podcast is uploaded every time there is a sermon uploaded you will get the notification and we thank God for you you and you you can also follow us on pray.com yes you heard me pray.com p-r-r-p-r-a-y.com it's an app for every phone no matter what type of phone you have and also you can visit their website and you can find us under life changers ministry amen we thank god for each and every one of you that that join us that have been with us during these 29 days of consecration yes lord we've been we started this on monday january 2nd it ends on tomorrow february 10th and the lord has been moving by his power and by his might and we thank god that we were chosen hallelujah we were handpicked by god to go forth and carry his word and proclaim the good news to the world. And we thank God for you. Oh, I, I always say, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me and don't do it without life changers. And I thank God that he's honoring my request. Until tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., continue to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. God bless you. 